Hello world, I'm Paul Patrick, and I'm currently enjoying my favorite soda, Diet Right. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to Every Day I'm Different. After a very long hiatus and format change, and one of our co-hosts died, I mean, that's fucked up. Like, what the hell, that man? That sucks. It really does suck, but not for you all, because, hi, I'm Paul Patrick, and welcome back to Every Day I'm Different, where each time we choose some themes, we write down what we're going to say in the introduction, I think. I mean, Reed used to always do this part, so I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but we are just here to, uh, to talk to y'all. Um, I've got a couple of guests with me today. First, uh, to my immediate left, I've got... Uh, wait, who am I introducing first? Well, all right. To my right, I have my beautiful wife, her name is Phyllis Patrick. Hello, Phyllis. I would never change my name <laughs> to be your name. That's not my fake name. My fake name is Barbara Funkhauser. Barbara Funkhauser. You is... should know that. Right. No, I, I really should have done my research. Also joining us um, would be... What's your name here, buddy? <laughs> Fake names. I hadn't. Ken I hadn't uh, no, yeah. There's uh, there's a little prep that sometimes goes into these. We're just I'm just you know we're shooting the shit here. But should we just call be Ken you? Ken Adams. I'll be Regina Falange. You could be Mr. Jordan, Mr. James Jordan. <laughs> Jim Jordan sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. So um, we are just going to to play around with this a little bit today. Um, I think that Mr. Jordan had uh, a topic that he would like to bring up. Um, I had a topic that I'm going to come up with in the next couple of minutes, and then uh, we'll finish off with something a little different. So, take it away, Mr. Jordan. Uh, well, I was thinking the other day, and I was talking to you about this a little bit, but it seems to me that uh, in, in terms of American politics, we've entered an age, and I think it, I think it started with uh, you know, Clinton and, and uh, Gingrich duking it out, <clears throat> um, where we've entered an age where the primary qualification for being a politician is just to have no shame. Like, it used to be that it was this club. Like, once you, once you got to Congress, once you were a senator, once you were uh, in the House, once you were president, mm -hmm. they all kind of, you know, they disagreed on certain issues and they had policy differences, but... I'm just going to stop you for just a second, just because I can't stop but thinking about this. So, you know, the, the Simpsons episode where Bart's broken his leg and he's like, well, at least I've got TV to keep me uh, company all summer. And he turns it on and Krusty's in reruns. And the first Krusty rerun is Krusty sitting down with uh, AFL-CIO Chairman George Meany. And uh, he turns and says, Be straight with me. Is there a labor crisis in America? Well, Krusty, I... Uh, <laughs> and it goes off from there. So, you know, um, I was listening, so go back to your thing. <laughs> what did that have to do with this at all? Oh, you know, like... We don't know. We're just, you know, fucking around. It's a and mystery. then, like, it got very serious. But that's how sometimes it goes. Sometimes it gets oh, very serious. The, right. the listener has to unpack... Right. That. Right. Okay. We're not going to do all the work for them. I'm sorry to interrupt. Zigs and zags and... Right, exactly. Um, you know, they used to all kind of be on the same team, even if they weren't, you know, necessarily allies in terms of, of politics itself. Like, um, for instance, you know, Gingrich got the old uh, Speaker of the House kicked out from some unethical book deal where he was, you know, he's not he wasn't supposed to be taking... All, you know, he, he got way more money oh, than so it justified it. so it corrupt, and so... Right. Oh. Wait, he got his predecessor kicked out? Or was he... 
Was he the Democratic Speaker of the House? It was the Democratic Speaker of the okay. House. Okay, all right, that's what I was thinking. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. when he he took over, it was in '94, right? Right. The big like, yeah, yeah. turn right in America. Exactly, but he, he you know, he it was like Jim Wright. I want to say was his name, and okay. he got him booted for like a you know a book deal where the publisher was paying him way more in ro- you know in royalties and, and advances than the book was ever gonna was ever gonna make. Mm-hmm. And then you know. Before that, you know, this it was just part of being, you know, it was a perk. And then, you know, like six years later, or eight years later, whatever it was, you know, Gingrich gets kicked, you know, they they bring him up on these ethical, and it's the same thing, it's like a book deal. Right. And uh, I think that's really where it started, where, you know, the primary qualification now is just to have no shame. You know, they don't, and they don't cover for each other anymore. They, they cover for the Republican, the Republicans cover for the Republicans, the Democrats cover for the Democrats. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, the the primary qualification is just to have no shame and just to be able to brazen it out on TV. Mm. Just to say, you know... Just to say whatever you have to... Right. To please people at that moment. To get through the moment. And then when the situation changes, you know, your everything about your beliefs, you know, everything else changes too. You, you know, you just have to keep talking... To get through to the next moment, and it's like it's not a positive change, and I think it's a change that's reflected in you know in every aspect of our culture now. Like even you know like in Fortune five hundred companies, the goal is let's get to the next quarter. You know we need to we need to goose all the earnings and everything just to There's get to no the next quarter. There's no guiding philosophy or, or 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 even set of core beliefs. Yeah, or even just you know. A plan for the next five years. You know, if you're if you're if you're planning for you know next year, that's visionary. You know, you it's everything is about getting through right now, and tomorrow can take care of itself. This Not is really more gonna just expose my ignorance, but like, can we just talk about like how Mitch McConnell specifically is he just fucking evil? Because like I'm just looking. The first thing I spot on his Wikipedia page is browsing over is that. Yeah, right after, uh, well, no, in 2010, he voted against one of the acts to provide medical treatment for 9-11 first responders because the Bush tax cuts weren't being extended. Like, you motherfucker! These people are fucking dying, and you are a, a fucking asshole tanking the government anyway. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very good point. I mean, and Mitch McConnell is kind of, when I was telling you about this mm-hmm. earlier, yeah. he was the, one of the biggest example I used. He's just throwing a tantrum. I mean, he's so he's been he was elected in fucking nineteen eighty five. I did not realize he'd been in the Senate that long. What? Yeah, right. Yeah, he was elected in eighty five, and you know, obviously, my biggest you know the biggest you know the the, the example you brought up about the Supreme Court nominations, mm-hmm. like how 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 has that not been more further? questioned or blocked or talked about like yeah why do people just not care other than does the vast majority of this country or at least his supporters in Kentucky uh, not care because it's like an anything to win mentality yeah I mean I feel like people just think that's how the government's supposed to work now Republicans are only supposed to be out for Republicans Democrats only for Democrats and so if Obama wants to put forth a Supreme Court nominee then well it's up to Republicans to block it because Obama is a Democrat, and Democrats are evil if you're a Republican. And then if you're a Republican putting forth a Supreme Court nominee, well, of course, the Republicans are supposed to support that no matter what. There's just 
to more of an emphasis on what your label is versus the quality of the idea or what it's going to do for the good of the country in general. I mean, and these people aren't even supporting their constituents, though. They're, they're supporting each other. Right. Or, like, furthering, I mean, like, themselves. Or they're, they... are furthering their own interests. They don't care about the people back home or what they think. They're catering to uh, one single interest, you know? Like... Theirs. I have to assume that, you know, McConnell's entire thing is we need to stack the Supreme Court with conservative judges so we can overturn Roe v. Wade. And that'll make, you know, my certain percentage of constituents happy... Because that's the all they care about. They don't care about who else is being hurt by other policies in this world. They only care about that one issue. See, and the thing is that Roe v. Wade, I don't think that Roe v. Wade will ever actually be overturned. Yeah. I, I don't think, know why abortion's a political issue anyway. It's uh, a medical issue. Well, it's a political issue because... <sighs> it's like marriage. Why is marriage a political issue? I don't know. Well, because conservative, religious conservatives in this country have made it so. I mean, you don't feel, it, it doesn't seem like there are that many liberal or democratic or whatever candidates out there, you know, beating the pavement about pro-choice, you know. They're only pro-choice as opposed to, well, obviously we are because we're sane, <laughs> you know. That, and th- that's not like our guiding mission is to prop up Roe v. Wade. We're trying to get the kids out of the cells first you know, we're trying to make sure we're not running concentration camps. And, you know, now you're coming at us for abortion, too. So we have to be on the defensive about that. But maybe I'm wrong. But is there... Well, can you think of a I liberal mean, candidate who... That, that pro-choice stance is one of their big, big, big things because it, you know... It, it's just... No, for, for Democrats, it's a box you check. Right, right. I mean... But it's, but it's a political issue because the conservative movement in this country has decided that money should be able to do whatever it wants, but people should only be able to do what the Bible says, I guess. Right, right. Don't get me started on what the Bible or the, says or the versus ministers, how you know, people actually Or what your local minister are. says or something. That's one of my favorite. And we can go off on that for a while about what the Bible says and, you know, well, whatever. How and, people choose to mm-hmm. interpret their religion regardless of original intent. We just started watching uh, The Amazing Gemstones. Have you heard of this on HBO? We thought the first episode was honestly kind of boring because, in my view, it was just too realistic. It was just like, (laughs) we're just watching a megachurch in the South be dicks, and it's almost depressing rather than, like, funny or entertaining. Um, I don't think I told you. I went ahead and watched the next two episodes (laughs) because you you didn't seem like you were all that crazy, so... I told you I would watch another episode, at least well, one. Well, I'm happy to rewatch them, because actually oh it, it got a lot better. So, mm-hmm. but I thought it would be funnier Good to, to tell know. you. Good to know. I thought it would be funnier to tell you now, actually. Great, yeah. It I'm was glad. pretty funny. The expression on her face definitely was. I'm glad you were real entertained by watching a, that show on your own without me. Took a real, well, I was all by myself. What was I supposed to do? Oh, was that my punishment for hanging out <laughs> with my coworkers? It was not. I'm going to watch this show. <laughs> So that's pretty. That's a pretty pathetic punishment. If so, yeah. But no, I mean. All I, right, I'm watching if, everything. Yeah. <laughs> like just everything in the future. Yep. Okay. <laughs> trivia nights when you're not here. Okay. <laughs> you don't go to trivia night. Let's it's in Fredericksburg. Yeah, it's a ways away. So. Oh, I said the name. Uh oh. Oh God, no. Yeah. Fredericksburg, Texas. <laughs> There is a Fredericksburg, Texas. I think it's a Fredericksburg, Massachusetts. No, there's definitely a Fredericksburg, Pennsylvania, too. And so we're not in either of those, because obviously those are the cover ones. So. 
Fredericksburg, Virginia. Oh, is there one of those? On the two? other hand, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think there is a Fredericksburg, Virginia. Actually. Okay, all right. There is a Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yes. Anyway, it's on I mean, honestly, even the next two episodes, some of it was just like, this is too real a thing. Like, what you know, it's just depressing. Yeah, the whole so. time we were watching it, it kept making me think of when Joel Osteen went and opened up his church in Texas when right. the hurricane came through and right. people needed shelter. Right. Yeah. So. People suck. Everybody sucks. But but back to your topic, that more that just Republicans are only... Or is it politicians in general? I mean, to a degree in general. Like, I mean, if, if we're following the Constitution, mm-hmm. you know, if we're following the rules that, that supposedly we're supposed to be... That's, that's one of the big things that we've always said, is that we're a nation of laws, not a nation yes. of men. But... Who's going to make those laws, though? Well... I mean, Although if the laws are already made, sorry. yeah, I mean I'm that's sorry. that's the thing. I mean the the point is that according to the, Consti- <laughs> the, the the Constitution says that the only remedy for what Trump is doing, you know, the, for these for these people that are just kind of brazenly saying, you know, this is what we're going to do, and you, there's nothing that's going to stop us. Uh, like wiping their asses with the Constitution, right? Yeah, exactly. Is is you know impeachment? There's no other pro- process to get rid of these people. And there's no, there's no punishment for them short of that. I mean, you could, I guess, technically the the Congress could censure the president, but that doesn't do anything. It just says what he did was bad. Right. Can we do no confidence votes? No. In America. Well, I mean, I guess technically you could, but again, it wouldn't do anything. Right. It would just be Congress saying, "Man, this guy's a douche." Well, aren't they technically symbolic anyway? Like, when they did one on the governor of California at some point, and then they just, you know, they kept doing them on Theresa May. Who, the U.S. Congress? No, in... in, in oh, 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 okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, in the United States... Or, when they did them in Britain and stuff. I mean, don't they're not binding for anything, but they're... Are you talking about when California, when the governor was recalled? Did they, like... Well, I... It was separate from that. Okay. But I feel like whenever they do something like that, I mean, maybe not in the U.S. Congress or on the president or whatever, but they're not necessarily binding, but they're a big a, yeah. wake-up call to say, okay, you're completely ineffectual. Mm. I mean, in, in the United Kingdom, technically, if the prime minister loses a no-confidence vote, they're not the prime minister anymore. Oh, so that is automatic? They don't have I mean, to resign? It's not automatic, but... The whole the only reason that they're prime minister is that they are the leader of that party, mm-hmm. and if their party has if the party yeah. says we you know that almost it almost always leads to a new a new prime minister, right? But does it have to? Is it, it binding? Like, is it the rule that if you lose, you're gone? You're they don't they don't they gone. don't they don't really have binding rules, right? Well, that's there. what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, but the tradition the. The unwritten, you know, they have right, what because, they have to call I mean, the unwritten should, constitution. You should not be the leader anymore if that many people says that they I don't mean, have faith in your ability to do your job. But I mean, yeah, but in the but in the United Kingdom and their system of government, like, um, yeah, that's the whole point. Like, if you lose a if you lose a vote, you know, you're not the you know you're not the leader anymore. Hmm. The only reason that Theresa May was able to survive uh, the no confidence vote that she survived is that nobody else wanted the job. Like because anybody I else, that. yeah, anybody else. Like I don't know what Boris Johnson is thinking. Oh my god, taking he's insane. Over. No, he's he's clearly a lunatic. But you know, he could have had her job. You know, in 2015 when this all started, with this whole Brexit thing started, because he was one of the big architects of it, and 
he was just kind of bowed out. I was like, no, I'm, I'm kind of done with this now. Mm. And I thought that that showed that, okay, well, that's pretty clever because this is going to be a, a total shit show and <laughs> whoever does end up with this job is going to take the blame. And um, now, you know, Theresa May, the only reason, yeah, they, they kept voting down her stuff and and, uh, and doing these no-confidence votes, but anybody that took over for her, you know, but then they kept voting her back into leadership because anybody right. that took over for her was going to have to sell the exact same barrel of shit. Right. Hmm. I always felt so sorry for her because, yeah, she had a barrel of shit to sell and nobody's going to want to buy that from anyone. Yeah, I mean, I... I like it didn't matter that it was her. I, I couldn't bring it to the point of feeling sorry for her because she was an opportunist and a, and kind of a kind of a British version of Mitch McConnell, honestly. Because uh, no matter what they do with this, unless they just drop the whole thing and say, "Hey, we're just going to stay in the European Union," you know, a lot of people are going to get hurt. Um, and the only reason, the only arguments that I've heard for Brexit are basically racism. It's basically mm. like we don't want immigration and we don't want these rules from Brussels or whatever. That it feels like other... they're couching it in other terms or they're trying to, but yeah. Oh yeah, no, well, they, they, I mean, it's like states' rights. Right. You know, they never they never say, we are huge racists and we don't like brown people here, but they say, you know... The Civil War was started over trade. Okay. <laughs> trade of humans. Right. <laughs> They, yeah, they say, well, the state should be able to determine, each state should be able to determine their own immigration policy Oh, yes, policy states' rights, yeah, yeah. To, but, or to allow slavery. Right, States' rights right, exactly. to restrict uh, the rights of, of people that they don't like for arbitrary reasons. You know, states' <laughs> rights to allow our wealthiest citizens to spend uh, public money on hookers and scotch. You know, I mean, it's, states can do all kinds of neat things. Oh, good time, good time. Well... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we haven't had a, a lot of disagreement. There hasn't been a lot of uh, well, no. I don't imagine that there's that's a, that's a topic Not that at this table. yeah <laughs> we would disagree with very much. I mean, and that's what I was getting into. You know, is it just were we thinking just Republicans or Democrats? Because anybody who listened to this for a minute, you know, I had an episode on are Republicans evil. So, you know, if you've actually listened to this before, obviously I come from a way more liberal background. Um, and it pisses me off when people, you know, badmouth liberals, but, uh, we'll get into that another time, Alex. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um. You mean Martin. And I mean, you know, I'm not going to say that there are, Democrats are some, like, shining beacon on a hill. Like, you know, fuck Bill Clinton in so many ways for some of the, you Lots know. Lots of people did. You know, <laughs> there was a line. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm very like I'm a I'm a I'm a liberal I'm a Democrat but in this country you know the Democrats we don't even we don't even have like a it's not even they're not even like a center left party right anymore they're they're basically a center right party that 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 just is trying to keep things the way they are now I mean when we talk about you know who's the best uh, Democratic president of the last forty years fifty years. And you're like, Richard Nixon, wait a minute, you know, but it, it, on, oh, yeah. on so many ways, you know, it, it can't be denied that he, he enacted a lot of policies that, uh, yeah, so. And, uh, you know, the, the, the thing that makes the Democrats look good, to the extent that they do look good, is that, yeah, I mean, the Republicans have basically gone full Voldemort. Yeah. 
They're, they're, they're just like... And again, for our entire lifetimes, again, it was Nixon who was Voldemort, basically. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, uh, uh, I'm still alive. Quiet, you. I did a favor for you once. <laughs> you know, he was in league with the devil. And right. and then you go back and look, and you're like, oh, okay. All right, turns out that there's a lot of really beneficial things here. And then, like, I have to, like, I can't like him. He's awful. But you ever read the Checkers speech, the famous Checkers speech? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a brilliant little speech. It's, it's really, um, yeah. But yeah, now it just seems like Republicans are intentionally trying to hurt people. In pursuit of dollars. Or they, they then also, to the extreme, they don't care that they are fine hurting people. But also, yeah. the people who are getting hurt the most by them, mm-hmm. so many of those people still support the Republicans, and mm-hmm. I don't understand that either. And but it, I guess that's, that's what the Republicans' deal, is to keep everyone ignorant right. and sick, and well, then well, I mean, they won't know any better. That's where stuff like abortion and right. states' rights and racism and that kind of stuff comes in. When you appeal to the crazies, then... Because, the, you know, we've talked before, you and I, Jordan, that the, uh, the, the Republican Party was not the party of evangelicals uh, mm. until a certain point when... Would, would, would be, like, after Reagan? It was uh, around, right around Reagan. Like, um, you remember the moral majority camp comes in in the, in the late 70s? Uh-huh. And what I had read, what I've read uh, about the history of the moral majority and Ronald Reagan and all that, is that before that... It was seen uh, in these evangelical circles. It was seen as kind of suspect to vote at all. Mm. You know, it was it was getting involved in you know, worldly matters. Yeah, mammon yeah. and the the you know the because technically the world is ruled by the devil or something. Yeah, right? I don't remember all the details, but yeah, I mean before then they were this kind of just untapped group that didn't even that didn't even vote most of them mm-hmm. and. Jerry Falwell and uh, Jim Baker, no, no the, um, uh, the Seven Hundred Club. Right, guy. I was about to say it's like uh, Graham, Billy Graham. No, 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 no. The Seven Hundred Club. I thought that was Billy was Graham. the TV network. No, I know. Pat Robertson. Oh, Pat Robertson, yeah. And um, duh. <laughs> Sorry. And they kind of mobilized this this into a voting block yeah. that that really didn't exist. Until uh, until then, and they they turned them out for Reagan, and ever since then they've 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 really only gotten stronger in the Republican Party since then. And you are right on here. Yeah. The Seven Hundred Club specifically added political discussion to each program for the first twenty minutes in nineteen seventy eight. So yeah, all of a sudden uh, they become very politically active. They are supportive of Israel, especially in conflicts with the Palestinians mm-hmm. and the UN. And they have frequent Jewish guests who share the club's conservative Judeo-Christian beliefs. That's interesting. And uh, Michael Medved, I thought he was <coughs> a, uh, a a movie reviewer. He is, but he's also uh, is this a different a, dude. A noted... I don't see anything about movies. Well, maybe guys. maybe he is, but I thought I thought. Oh it was no, a... never mind. He is. Yeah, he's the same dude. Yeah, but he's also a noted uh, conservative uh, intellectual. I see. This man's <laughs> still alive, and we've lost Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> God damn it. I'm not even kidding. Like, no, fucking I, Roger Ebert's uh, film criticism is amazing. So, anyway. Um, but, I mean, to the point that at this point, they've, they've basically taken over the party. Yeah. Like, it started in the 90s, where they, they're, they're just kind of like, we haven't really seen a lot of bang for our buck in terms of uh, getting rid of gays and uh, forcing 
women to never have abortion, to have all the babies we mm-hmm. want them to have, and uh, stuff like that. So they started taking over the Republican Party from the school district level up. Yeah. Until now, you know. Oh, when you were talking about Nixon, I wanted to go back to that because. Oh, please. I like Nixon. Yeah, because <laughs> if you look at Trump, uh-huh. what has Trump done? You know, Trump really is doing all the same stuff that Nixon did. He's just not mm. hiding it. Right, sure. He's not putting <laughs> it on secret tapes. <laughs> He's tweeting I, it out. I mean, you know, like the big things that, that, that everybody was, was so up in arms about that Nixon did was, you know, turning the FBI and, this, and the, um, the IRS... Mm-hmm loose on his political enemies, and it seems like that's pretty much, I mean... Well, when fucking, this is the week uh, to date this program of uh, Hurricane Dorian, and when Trump just cannot let go that he fucking fucked up about Alabama, now the weather service is coming in and backing him up, and like, all the scientists and former directors of the National Weather Service, or is it the, is it NOAA? Excuse me, yeah. Right. You know, are coming, are being outraged, like... Yeah, he's he's just using. You're exactly right. He's using these organizations against his political enemies, which apparently are the entire country. I mean, <laughs> and I know it's not. I mean, it's just you know. But it's anybody who says that he does anything wrong, right? And even if you point out a fact that he got wrong, mm-hmm. and then when you call him on the fact that he's trying to still tell us that his wrong fact is correct by showing us a map that he drew on with a sharpie. Right, right. Instead of... Have you seen the... He uh, just keeps digging and digging and digging into... And I I guess it's not... I'm sorry. I guess guess it's not so much that he's using against his political enemies as as so much that he's he's using them to cover up the other stuff that he's done. Like... um, like, Rachel Maddow, I don't know if you watch any of them. Rachel Maddow and the, the person that's on after her. And mm-hmm. like when, um, when the House committee sent the, sent the summons or whatever, the request for the, his tax returns to mm-hmm. the IRS, they kept, going, they kept banging away at this, this statute that just says, you know, when the, when the appropriate committee chairman rec- you know, requests this, uh, these documents... The head of the IRS or whoever, whatever, whichever official it is, is required mm-hmm. to produce them. There's like no wiggle room. There's no, yeah, you know, may or you know, is advised or you know, there's no, there's no ambiguity in the language, and the IRS, yeah. and the IRS director just flat out said, no, we're not giving it to you. Right. I mean, and it, it's just complete defiance of the rule of law, which Nixon was, you know, at least Nixon was. My, to my understanding is he, you know, this this stuff was already done, and yeah. he's like, oh my god, they'll crucify me, and sure. and was trying to hide it. But also, he thought the president was above the law, didn't he? Nixon? Yeah. Um, that's a good like, question. Wasn't he I mean, about that? the thing is, I could be getting it mixed up. No, no, no. You know, you you have a point, but the thing is, to a degree, the president is kind of above the law, right? And honestly, at the point, and that at doesn't which... make sense. The president should be the one who's held to the law. With the most scrutiny. This is a very pedantic understanding of Nixon, I'm sure, but like at the point at which he felt he was no longer above the law is when he resigned. I mean, if he hadn't resigned, he would have oh, been impeached. And mm-hmm. so you that's know, true. and that's the kind. That's a big difference. I don't, you know, I don't see no, Trump, Trump ever will, being. If Trump resigns, you know, he'll go to jail. Right. It seems almost uh, certain. But 
And that and that's the opposite of how I mean I I agree that he should be held responsible for everything he's done, mm-hmm. and the fact that he, like you said, like the president is like de facto above the law, and that's the opposite of how it should be because the president is the one who should be upholding all the laws. And I know that sounds so naive. Well, and the thing is that the way Mr. that Mr. Smith goes to Washington, <laughs> kind of you know, but you well, know what I'm and again, you know, I I have kind of a final naive pedantic point about if. These laws are in place and say blank is required to do blank and it's not mm-hmm. happening. Then you know uh, when I teach the end of the Roman Republic, this is very a, a very simplistic view of that. But it happened over a hundred years, and I try to b- b- draw out <coughs> all the symptoms that the Roman Republic was falling, and all the symptoms are that no one's paying attention to the laws anymore. Right. So it's not a republic anymore. It's it's not. You know, you have these, and it's it's way worse with us because we have a constitution. Right. Rome didn't have a, a written constitution, so they didn't have any actual laws they were breaking. We are allowing laws to be broken and doing nothing about it. And so, what is the fucking point? So, I mean, the thing the thing about it is that the way our government is organized is that the president is supposed to enforce the laws, yeah, and he has delegated a lot of that power to these departments. But technically, for the Justice Department to like investigate the president or impeach the president or indict the president or arrest the president, they would be doing it with the power that he delegated to them. Mm-hmm. So I see nothing wrong with that. I you know if it's a legitimate transgression that the president committed, then the president deserves to be held responsible for that. But. No, I, I mean, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that in a technical sense, the president would be arresting himself. Like, um, so it's technically within the president's power to completely dissolve the Justice Department. Yeah. Like, if he decides that the better a, a better way to enforce the law would be to have like Justice Rangers that report <laughs> directly to him. That's coming next month. Probably. Yeah. Now that they got Space Force underway. Space Rangers right. coming. So I mean, the, the what the what was built in the Constitution to make sure that the president was not above the law is the impeachment process, right? Which is why, like people like Elizabeth Warren are, are saying, you have to initiate an impeachment proceeding if for no other reason than to show who is willing, who is who, you know, like who let it go to the let it go to the Senate and let it fail, right? But then they'll have to be on record as saying, right. Donald Trump is my God and is above the law, and anything that he does is fine with me. I am signing my name right here yeah. as saying, as endorsing anything and everything that he does or has done throughout his entire presidency. Make them all, uh, make them all accountable. Make them all, you know, uh, complicit. I mean, they are anyway. Yeah, they just haven't had to. You know, they could go out on the campaign trail and right now and say, "Oh, Donnie, he's." Uh, you know, he get things he gets things done, but he's over he's over eager, he's exuberant. We need to rein him in a little bit. I, I get where you're going with that. I think unfortunately the too many American voters would not be savvy enough that I think that someone could say, I'm not with Trump, but you you voted against, you know, you voted for acquittal in his impeachment. Mm-hmm. Well yeah, but I did that because of this. But I'm not with Trump and they would listen, you know, because of XYZ reasons, unfortunately. I think that I mean, uh, I mean, the main point that I was making is that that's the only mechanism right. in the Constitution to hold right. the president accountable. Which we have that, you know, at least. And, right. You know, like like every uh, like everything else that we consider the government, 
essentially springs from the president's executive authority, and he yeah. could he could get rid of it with the stroke of a pen. Yeah. Theoretically. Uh, it's just, I mean, now we're getting into the, the question of impeachment, and now it's just so frustrating to think about Clinton being impeached over a blowjob, and, <laughs> uh, you know... Like, I mean, some of the departments are created, like, by acts of Congress or whatever, right. but, again, it's up to the president to kind of, to actually do it. Well, I think we know we're all frustrated and fed up, so... Let's move to... Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is depressing me a lot. Well, I've got a very, very cheery, bubbly topic. Can I, can I do one more? Um, yeah, what, one more what? Well, because I think... One I, more point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, like, all right, uh, fine. Because I, I, I don't think you were on to see the... Um, I'm going to get on Slack. Yeah, because uh, like there's yeah, the, there's the quote from Andrew Jackson, like... Uh, I can't remember... Oh, it was something about... Uh, the issue was... Uh, Native Americans in in Alabama or Georgia or somewhere, and who would be allowed on their reservations and who wasn't and whatever you know. And uh, the Supreme Court decided that you know the the Native Americans themselves should be able to decide who can do you know. And uh, Andrew Jackson is basically like, well, the courts made its decision. Now let them enforce it. Right. And. Uh, that was basically him saying "f you" to the Supreme Court, "f well, you" to Andrew Congress. Well, Jackson was a huge motherfucker too. Yeah, well, that's true. But but the thing is, he didn't get impeached, and there's you know there's nothing stopping any president from doing that. Well, that's except actually like stuff like that actually makes me feel a little bit better in a way because <laughs> it's as horrific it is as it is while we're going through it. It's not. I mean. Like, it is new, but it's not new. Mm-hmm. It's new for us, and it's it's happening in different ways than it happened in the past, but people have a tendency to say, like, oh, we need to go back to the, the good old days, like, you know, you bring up <laughs> the Roman Republic, and that's what Augustus's whole deal was. Like, yeah. we need to go back to the good old days of the Roman Republic. I'm right. Like, no. The Roman Republic was fucked for a really long time. Yeah. And, yeah. and, but, and let's and, remember... And then that. he also was taking over... Soul rule at mm-hmm. the same time and like tricking the Romans into letting him do it. Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, and oh, no, no was, he was yeah. he was so shrewd. Yeah, and I and then the you know oh, but um but if you look at the good old days mm-hmm. and children were dying in factories or oh sure yeah. Uh, you know, other more horrible things. You know, slavery was a, a very big thing in America for a long time, and now it's not yeah. so much. I guess, you know, human trafficking still happens and whatever. I mean, everything's terrible, basically. But everything's everything terrible, has always but... been terrible, yeah. especially for women and uh, the, the children traditional... and minorities and immigrants. Yeah, the, and the traditional victims. If we're not against the Chinese, it's the Italians or the Irish sure. or... But the I think we can agree the traditional view of the devolution of man, you know, uh, gold age to silver age to bronze age is not true. It's, things are way better than they were, you know. It's just that Overall, people have... for lots of people. Well, for, select, yes. for select groups. I think more than select groups, but, yeah, but I don't know. I think Native Americans would disagree with you. I, well, yes, I mean... But, going back to your original point about not having shame, too, as I keep yeah. having in my head now, and so, one thing you guys 
might know, mm-hmm. about me is that I love Hamilton. And yes. <laughs> um, part of the thing about Hamilton um, is that Aaron Burr, I don't, you know, obviously this is made for Broadway and whatever, but Aaron yeah. Burr is painted as this guy which is no shame whatsoever. He will adopt any persona, adopt any philosophy, put, um, he switches parties because there's a Senate seat open that he right. wants and he knows he can win it as a Democratic Republican or, um, and so when there's a tie, when Jefferson and Burr are running for president and there's a tie, <laughs> he, um, he supports Jefferson because he says, Jefferson has beliefs. Burr has none, even though, <laughs> yeah. you know, he and Jefferson are mortal enemies. Right, and all yeah, they don't agree about stuff, anything. So. That's just been in my head. <laughs> well, and the hilarious, the, nice. the hilarious part about that is that... The clearest part about that is that uh, Burr was technically running as Jefferson's vice president. Right. And in those days, you just voted. You voted for his first and second place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they were tied yeah. because everybody that voted for Jefferson voted for Burr too because he was. They were on the same yeah. ticket, and so they ended up tied. And Burr's like, I mean, <laughs> now's my chance. Speaking of Aaron Burr, yeah. one maybe last bit about uh, Shameless that you know Trump himself was a Democrat until right yeah. five years ago. Right. So you know. What oh is yeah. It? Yeah, yeah. Uh, famously best friends with the Clintons, so <laughs> not best friends, but you know. And he's such a lunatic. Yeah. That it's it seems difficult that he just developed this whole strategy of appealing to the basest humanity to win. It's pretty crazy. It's true. But I guess maybe some sort of handler or something came up with that think, and said that yeah. he's enough of a personality that he could win I think, these people I over. I think he but... was test driving that in 2012 with the um, with the birth certificate stuff. Uh, okay. I think that's where that that came from. And, and he then... saw his opening. And... Yeah, and apparently, um, apparently, what's his name? The um, the guy that was his campaign manager at the end, that okay. got booted out. Right, the, right. Apparently, uh, somebody convinced him to take a meeting with Trump, like in twenty fifteen. Uh huh. And he said, "Well, Trump, the Trump's nobody. Trump's not gonna, you know." But he took the. They went to the meeting, and uh, you know they asked him about you know the, the the red meat stuff for you know like are you pro choice? Are you pro life? And he's like, "Well, I'm pro pro choice." And they said, "Okay, well that's not gonna work." And like, right. And then Trump's like, "Well, wait, 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 wait! I, I can be whichever. What, 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 what was the thing? Pro life? I can be pro life." <laughs> right? Yeah. No, you he know? doesn't give a shit. Yeah, it's, it's so disgusting. It is horrific. So yeah, so it's just, and they walked out of that meeting, and uh, I can't remember. I still can't remember his name. The, the Steve guy, Bannon. Steve Bannon. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Steve Bannon's like, I think that this guy can do it. Sure. You well, know? because he'll tell anybody what they want to hear. Right. So but, you know. But anyway, I mean... Let's Abortions for some. <laughs> Little American flags for others. So, um, my Trans- topic... Transitioning. Yeah, exactly, for this week. Um, soda. Soda pop. Hooray. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I wanted to talk about soda. Because okay. um, mostly, you know, let's reveal something about our personalities. Um, because we are all of us just a minute ago drinking soda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I finished mine. Some of it, well, yes. <laughs> some of us out of a soda soda stream. Uh, we so we made some soda, in fact. So you know, I, I bet I don't have to guess, but what are y'all's thoughts on soda? How do you? What, what are your? 
your passions, your feelings, what do you like, what do you not like? I love soda, and okay. I know that it's bad for me, and I drink it anyway. Okay, and we'll come back to that in a second, but okay. I enjoy... What's your favorite soda? Coca-Cola is my favorite soda. Coca-Cola. All, Regular all, Coke. All forms of Coca-Cola. Forms, I usually stick to Coke Zero. Sure, yeah. But I enjoy a regular And you like just regular Coca-Cola Coke Zero more then. than like Coke it Zero? <laughs> Coke Zero Vanilla or Coke Zero Cherry? No, I like it all. Oh, well, I know. I didn't know if there was one you liked. I know you, I, as your husband, I know you get some of them all, but I didn't know if there was one you thought was you your know, favorite. Well, I like to change it up every sure. now and then, but... Okay. The, he's looking for the holy of holies, the... Right, the one like, the, oh, I'm never going to turn down this drink. Maybe vanilla, if I had oh, to choose. Oh, interesting. Okay, all right. Wait, why? I, th- I guess I thought <laughs> you would have gone with cherry. I mean, oh. you have vanilla just as often, but somehow, I don't know, that feels like it's a little more traditional. Yeah, well, more it classic. Has, vanilla yeah. has limited availability, I feel like, okay. in relation to cherry. And sometimes the cherry is limited as well, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I walked into a store a while back because I had a sudden craving for cherry Coke, and then there was none. I would have to buy no cans. No cherry Coke? Oh, like there's no two liter, you mean? Right, yeah. Okay. That's not as much a surprise. It feels like they have cans of everything, but... Jordan, your favorite soda? Uh, Dr. Pepper. I'm shocked. Yes. I uh, so regular Dr. Pepper. Like I know you, you, you fuck with the the other varieties sometimes, right? They've never they never really managed to to develop something that was better. Sure, that's one of the weird ones. Like I might even say I like Cherry Coke better than regular Coke. Maybe I think I would say that. But I feel like Cherry Coke was sort of a treat in yeah. the eighties when mm-hmm. we were oh, children. Oh, when it first came out, like nationally, yeah. And oh, Cherry Coke! It was the special yeah. kind of. I always like associate it with like the pool in summertime, getting a mm-hmm. Cherry Coke out of the machine, and it was like a special treat. Yeah, you're right. And I'll tell so. you right now that I definitely like Wild Cherry Pepsi better than Pepsi. Okay. That's oh no yeah. Well, I don't even. I don't even, have to, I don't even have to think about it. It's not even. I don't think I have a very refined palate for colas as I drink mm-hmm. my diet right that I love. <laughs> but um, hey, in our new Coke, regular Coke, diet Coke, taste test, I did correctly identify the three of them. Did yes. You yeah. No. I think you were the only one. I think. No. no it was me and it was in, oh, the two of us. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. No, I don't remember which. Barbara. Right. <laughs> Regina Falange. <laughs> I don't remember which two. So uh, when we all, some friends of ours went to the beach, uh, one of our friends had bought a... Don't, don't uh, explain it. All right. Then. <laughs> no, I will go, say, the no, new Coke ahead. didn't taste like anything. And yeah, that's we, how I knew it was Someone had, had procured the new Coke, the Stranger Things limited edition new Coke from the, mid, the, the 80s. And we did a taste test with new Coke, classic Coca-Cola, and Pepsi, right? I think so. Oh, maybe it was Pepsi. And I can't remember which two I mixed up. I think I mixed up... I think I, I think I correctly identified Pepsi and then mixed up Coke and New Coke, maybe. Or maybe I correctly identified Coke and I mixed up New Coke and Pepsi. I don't remember. I don't remember. Well, the only I remember I liking knew, New Coke. I, I thought it was great. I knew the New Coke because it literally tasted like nothing. I could feel that uh, I had carbonated liquid in my mouth. That's weird. But it tasted like nothing. Well, you know, a few years ago, we did a taste test. Do you remember the one when I like wanted to get RC Cola and Coke and Pepsi? I don't remember which one I liked the best then. I feel like I might, it might have been RC Cola, but they're honestly so close, I don't know that I can tell the difference. I just enjoy a cola drink. No, I mean, they're all pretty good. I like I like RC better than uh, Pepsi, for example. Pepsi is pretty much my last choice. Yeah, no, Pepsi, no. I want Coke, I don't want Store Brand Cola, I don't want RC Cola. I mm-hmm. want Coke. Or I want a Cucumber Sprite, which you can only get in Russia. Cucumber Sprite was delicious. We went to the World of Coke this summer in Atlanta. 
And if you've ever been there, they have the big tasting room with all the all like dozens sodas. of sodas from around oh, the world. Wow. I was so full and hopped up on sugar and caffeine <laughs> after that. Uh-huh. But it was really, really good. But, you know, the main reason I bring this up is that, did you all see the article that came out this week? I believe that, I did, That, you know, yeah. a study links all soda to an early death. Doesn't matter whether it's sugary soda or diet soda. And or so, zero calories or yeah, no caffeine diet, or anything, yeah. doesn't matter. Any soda is linked to an early death. So what are your How reactions? To, well, that's a good question. Um, My it was family like tends a, to die of cancer anyway, so... Well, it was the kind of study where they tracked people for, you know, like 25 years and a certain number had died, and so they're linking the soda consumption as one of the factors among the percentage Is that just of any soda died. consumption? Any right. soda, diet, regular, anything. Now, the thing is... Um, well, no, I'll talk or about that in a second. Or what if it's just carbonated water? Is it the carbonation? Well, so... Before what, you this, even what about answer the soda those, stream? <laughs> before you even get those answers to your questions, now that a study is out saying all sodas are linked to an early death... Who sponsored this study? Uh, I, I don't know. It was in Europe. <laughs> so we know those Europeans. They are on top no of things. The, the Tea Society of Britain right. just sponsored the study. The Flat Water Society. <laughs> I say it's just it's so refreshing and linked to the flat earthers. Like I sometimes I like just to have carbonated water because the carbonation is really nice. So that's not going to change. Like my question is, this study is is any study that comes out going to change your soda consumption? I doubt it. Okay. I mean, because we've done we've gone down this road many 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 times sure. with a lot of different things. You know, like a study comes out. And everybody like tries to cut cholesterol out of their lives, and then right. another, trans fats. Yeah, and then another study comes out, and it's like, right. okay, well, this cholesterol is okay, but not sure. this cholesterol. Right, then, exactly. I mean, you know, back in the fifties, the the ideal breakfast was like bacon, eggs, toast. That is still pain. my ideal breakfast. Well, I but I'm that's saying what we have tomorrow morning. But I'm saying, like, from a nutritional standpoint, this sure. is what was recommended. Oh, I know. You know. Well, now the key ingredient you're missing is also a cigarette too. You know? <laughs> so, right. And a bloody mary. Right, exactly. Uh, Babs, what do you think? You. Uh... Well, I already try not to drink a ton of soda anyway. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, is it the? Because I don't. I I could be doing something better for myself. Okay. I drink mo- water mostly. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll have a soda with lunch. But... So I I drink. And traditionally, over the last 20 years, I've had a lot of soda. Yeah. Um, I've had a kidney transplant, too. And well, so, so you're going to die early anyway. Exactly. No! I have to... Uh, no. I have to um, watch my fluid intake. I have to I have to drink more fluid than the average person, because I put out more fluid. Um, and a lot of that in my life has been soda. And so, sometimes I'll be like, oh, fuck, this new study says I'm going to get cancer. Or, oh, fuck... Now, um, I would say that, no, I'm not going to change my soda consumption. You know, maybe I'll switch to water occasionally because I think that the soda, at the very least, the acid uh, sped Mm -hmm. the decay of the enamel on my teeth more than Mm -hmm. it should have. I had a lot of contributing factors, but most of my my teeth is fake. Um, (laughs) I couldn't talk because of my fake teeth. So, um, but, uh, yeah, no, fuck this study because, A, it is... Uh, what's the, it's correlative, not consequential. Mm. So, you know, the people who drank all the diet sodas in this study and still died might have been, you Were know, 400 pound smokers. Right, exactly. 
Or Were they, they also you know, full of cholesterol and trans fats? Right, exactly. Right. And for some reason, they're only following bullfighters. That was a bad idea. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, all the people that drank the sugary sodas that line. died were hit by a bus. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> right. So, if you drink diet sodas, that increases your risk of bus crashes. But, I mean, honestly, you know, Dave, uh, I mean, Pete? My name Paul. is David Kelly Blosser. Okay. Uh, you know... Social security number is... <laughs> you know... I mean, she's right. You, you should drink all the you want. You're playing with house money anyway. <laughs> I'm on borrowed time, baby. <laughs> um, I mean, I've been trying to cut back on how much soda I drink. Yeah. Because um, I drink well, if you drink so much. We'll see, yeah. I drink mostly, I, I go with Diet Right because it's a cola that has always been caffeine and sodium free, actually. Mm-hmm. So some people will be like, what the fuck, you're just drinking brown water. <laughs> but, um, and you know, yeah, I'm sure the coloring's not it's great busy. for you, but I like the taste. Oh, yeah, caramel you know. coloring's gotta be crunchy. Yeah, if you're drinking only Diet Dr. Pepper's all, Dr. Pepper's all day, you know, the sugar and the caffeine are mm-hmm. great for you. Um, but then, again, like, there's a certain amount of caffeine that's actually really good for your heart, so... You know, it depends. Like some people but are like, also breathing the air isn't good for you. Oh, right. Driving a car, sure. there's always a risk that something could happen. Right. You know, do you remember when it's when all everything. of these health warnings first started coming out? I feel like it was in the '90s, and I want to say like Chinese food was the first one. Then it was movie theater popcorn. Oh like, yeah. It was like every couple of months they came out with now here's what you can't eat. Now did you know how much fat was in your popcorn? How much fat was in my ton of popcorn? I had no idea. <laughs> you know, and and then the thing is, popcorn itself is actually highly nutritious. The whole brain. Obviously, it's the the, the butter, butter and, the and the salt that you're adding to it. So if you, you know, watch your portions and you watch that, you know, who who the fuck cares? Is and I think that I don't think it's bad that we're all in agreement, but we're all just like you know we're gonna live our lives the way we live them, and this kind of shit. Stop. You know, I realize it's a twenty four hour news cycle, but you know. Maybe go back to having page three girls or something. I don't know. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, if they if they isolate like one certain thing that's like responsible. Oh sure. If they were to thing. say like, oh my god, you know, it turns out that in forty years Splenda just makes you go blind. You know, <laughs> just after forty years, it's it's a ticking clock. Then okay, <laughs> boom, you wake up one day, can't see a thing. Right. Well, then like, maybe I'll be like, eh, I've been drinking this for thirty seven <laughs> years. I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> Or like, uh, I don't know if you saw or if you remember the article on Clickhole uh, where uh, Pepsi goes on this Twitter binge, like asking if people making sure asking if people have been boiling their Pepsi before they drink it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, there's this tweet back like, uh, "Listen, my children and I enjoy a Pepsi after a long, you know, after in the summer afternoons. It's great. It tastes great. And it's you know, blah blah." And the tweet back is like, "You've been giving Pepsi to children." <laughs> Now, all right, this article does say, you know, in our study, high soft drink drinkers had a higher BMI, which fuck that shit anyway, right. and were more likely to be current tobacco smokers. We made statistical adjustments in our analysis for BMI, smoking habits, and other mortality factors, and the positive associations still remained. But then I'd be like, immediately, my first question would be like, fuck that BMI nonsense, because that shit is bullshit, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that they saw associations in smokers and non-smokers, in lean and obese participants, but I still, you know, that find for me the, the, the smoking gun, like you said, mm-hmm. find for me the, the actual connection, and we can talk about it. But Did they all die of the same thing? No. That seems impossible. No, I, they don't mention it here. And well, like, and you know... So does it just make your body break down? 
faster. If it's the carbonation, too. The like, acid eats you from the inside. Well, see, <laughs> the acid is, well, maybe it is the acid that's being added, um, but, like, uh, carbonated beverages in the first place are lower acid because they're going to be a slightly higher pH um, because it's cal- it's carbonate. It's that's... It's, it's to make things less acidic. Now, most soft drinks add phosphoric acid or citric acid mm-hmm. or something like that. So, yeah, they are acidic. Um, but it's not the bubbles, you know. If you just drink right. plain carbonated the, the water. Stream. Yeah, if you just play plain soda stream, then you're, you're golden. Because, you know, I, before my kidney transplant, my body was too acidic. Because that's one of the kidney's roles to regulate that. And so I actually took uh, tablets of carbonate, you know. So... To keep my to, to to knock down or to knock up my pH a little bit. So, all right. Well, we all love soda, which now brings us to Barbara's grievance corner. Grievance. What did, you had a good name? Grievance corner. Oh, grievance corner. All yeah. right. All right. So, would you like to explain your your list of grievances? Well, I have a list of grievances <laughs> because I'm a crotchety old lady, and I also have too much energy. That I expend on things that don't matter. <laughs> but I think that's a saving grace because I'm at least self-aware enough to know that this stuff doesn't actually matter in the grand scheme of things. Sure. For instance, earlier today I was thinking about the phrase taking candy from a baby <laughs> and how that's supposed to be easy. And it's like, it's easy to take anything from a baby. Sure. That phrase is really stupid because you well, also... Well, their parent is watching. Well, I, I think that's, you're supposed to assume they're not watching. It's you and the well, baby. It's, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really make any difference because, again, it's going to be, if the parent is watching, it's going to be hard to take a stereo from a baby. It's going to be hard to take Why does a baby have a stereo? Baby. Why does a baby have candy? You right, that that's what too. I'm saying. A baby shouldn't have candy like, because either they'll choke on it or they'll rot their baby teeth. Oh, and that's not, that's a lot of calories for a very small person. <laughs> I was, I was just saying that... They don't need to eat a whole lot, you know? I was just saying that, like like you were saying, the difficulty isn't... It's not brought about because you're taking from a baby. It's brought about because the parents are watching. So right. it doesn't matter if it's candy or if No, it's, it's easy to take candy from a baby. Right, exactly. But, oh, but right, if the parents are watching, it becomes hard. Oh, right, that's right. Oh, yeah, so you're agreeing. But if you're, yeah, but if you're stealing oh, car keys from a baby, <laughs> that's easy, too, unless right. the parents are watching. Exactly. Sure. It's the same so thing. So you're not... The parents aren't watching. I know. I just like you're babysitting the baby because the parents have gone to dinner. Is this the grievance for today? Is this... <laughs> I guess so. Well, because so... we can also talk about my hatred of the phrase third wheel. Well, here, why don't you... <laughs> you have a list. You've been making a list for a while. Okay, I've been making a list for a very long time. When I pulled I up a random college, number generator. When I was in college, I had a GeoCities website that had a whole long list on it, and of course that went the way of the dodo. But sure. So now I just have this list in my phone it called went the way things of all I'm, websites. Things I'm against. Alright, so and I don't know how many items are on your list, but I just did a random number of one to a hundred. So There's wh- more than a hundred. I know, I know. <laughs> That's why this is this is the pilot episode. <laughs> so could you please please read for us number fourteen on your list? Fourteen. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Vents in the ceiling. <laughs> Vents in the ceiling? Yeah, because... Like a vent in the ceiling. Yeah, instead of in the floor, because... Okay. I mean, I understand the way the duct work goes. Sometimes it's better to put a vent in the ceiling. Like, in the basement, we have vents in the ceiling, and, right. but I close them, so I don't feel air coming from them. All right, so what's your major grievance about them? Is that I can feel the air blowing on me when they're in the ceiling. Okay. And I don't like it when air blows on me. Okay. That's so. all. <laughs> 
You see? I'm gonna, I'm gonna it, point out how... I know that it doesn't matter. I'm just, yeah, gonna, overall. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that that's crazy. <laughs> also, like, you, you know, one of our problems, um, so we live in a three-story townhouse, and one of the problems um, that we've had is airflow. It's a very long list. We've had a problem with airflow, and on the top floor, it would get very hot, and um, in the summertime, um, excuse me, um, in the summertime, we couldn't get cold air upstairs, and one of the problems is where the vents are, because if they, since they're on the floor, it, it's harder to push cold air up, Sure. and so if we had the vents in the ceiling, that was one of the first things that the men told us, we're like, oh, you're fucked, your, your vents are on the floor, <laughs> so... But I get it. I I, I don't get it. <laughs> well, I used to, in a place where I used to live, I had a vent in my ceiling and the air yeah. blew on me constantly. And then in the winter... Uh-huh. Heat would blow on you? No, it still felt cold. Oh. Hmm. I'm just saying, like, if... And that if, really bugged me, too. If, if I'm hot, I want to sit directly underneath the goddamn vent and have a cold air on <laughs> right. well, I only You hate I get, the refreshing you know, cold air. When I get into the car and it's hot outside and I get in yeah. the car, I turn on the AC, I like it for like a minute and a half and then it's mm-hmm. too cold it's and I true. don't like it. It's true. In the it, car, so. I like it blowing on me a lot more than but then I isolate that. You know, I like I, it blowing but she's on saying me. She'll, she's I saying turn she... it down as much as I can right. and then I don't move the one... Like the one when I'm riding in your car, I'll right. move the vent away. Right, I do that all the time. Sure, sure. Yeah. And it's not crazy at all. <laughs> well, all right. So um, um, Babs here has. I just like the name Babs. Yeah, it's a good name. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's short for Barbara. I know. I know. That's my name. Somebody at my work. Um, her name is Barbara, and for fucking ten years, we've all called her Barb. Um, and like last year, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she was like, uh, "You know, actually, everyone always calls me Babs." Like you've ten years, you've never told us that. <laughs> she started signing things Babs, like if she left a note. Um, and it's like, who the fuck is Babs? But, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I like Babs. Anyway, so well, you've got your if list. It's upstairs in the bedroom, why send the air up, up the duct to the ceiling just to send it down into the room? Why send it up? Well, because you get better airflow, like, if it's cold air. It just seems inefficient. I understand what you're saying. Okay. I don't, I, I'm not a, a duct specialist by any of, means. Because of just, I guess, heat and cold. Maybe and the thing is on the roof. Cold. <laughs> I don't think it is. All right, so you have your list of grievances, but don't you have a complimentary list? Things I like. Okay, so... I do have... It's much shorter. It Pull is much, up. much shorter. And um, tell us what's number six. Hold on. I don't know where it is. Oh. <laughs> Which one? Number six. Snow days. Snow days. Let's talk about snow days for a second. Fuck you guys. I know. See, this is Hey, you could be a teacher. Barbara and I are both teachers, and so we get snow days. Now, I teach in a school district that is very small and a little farther south, and so we don't get as many. Yeah, east as well. So we don't get as many, uh, you know, it's actually in the Canary Islands. Um, We don't don't (laughs) get as many um, snow days because of that, and so they are even more precious sometimes. But then, honestly... You haven't gotten that many more in the last couple of years than we have. Um, no, and my district is very large, and mm-hmm. half of it is rural and mountainous. Right. Yeah. So we're more likely to get them. But I guess last year, we didn't have too many more than you. All One the school year, districts around here are pretty panicky about snow. Right, yeah. The minute it's in the forecast, they cancel Well, it everything. is Texas. Right. <laughs> I know. So. It's, every time there's an ice storm, it's every five years. But, um... Yeah, I love a fucking snow day. What do you love most about a snow day? Not having to get out of bed at any time. 
I mean, I, I do get out of bed, but I can sleep in. I don't have to get up when my alarm goes off. To me, like, the way, the <laughs> speed at which life goes by when we're at our age, um, the actual snow day itself, you know, it's nice. It's very nice to not have to get up and, like, to do nothing. But I have to say that the pure joy you feel when you see the announcement that you've got a snow day oh, is yeah. the best part of the snow day. Because then there's just like that feeling of freedom and exactly. relaxation that sets in. It's just the, the relief and like you blink and your snow day's over. You're back at school. Oh, yeah. But um, except for that one year that we had, it was the... We had two weeks off. I had two straight weeks off. It was crazy. That was, was 2010. Crazy. Yep. But I love I love sleeping in and waking up, making a late Having breakfast. Cocoa. Exactly, and I don't, like I don't go play in the snow because why would I want to do that? <laughs> it's just cold and wet. Well, these days play in the snow is go fucking shovel your walk because you own the place, and you know. But um, we. <laughs> sorry to bore you. Um, that was, yeah. Anyway, um, we wouldn't have <laughs> to eat craft dinner, but we would eat craft dinner. So (laughs) yeah, I love everything about a snow day, but I think that the pure joy of um, finding out you have one—I know—that's my favorite. I love that. Jordan, what do you love about a snow day? Getting them. I mean, I'm sure. Have you ever like your work closed because of snow? Uh, There's there's been one or two times where the snow has been bad enough that I I've had to call in. Oh, you had to call in and be like, well, I mean, they they yeah they've closed they closed the office. Okay. Okay. But. Yeah, it was like twice in three years, I think. Well, I mean, there's there's a couple of years have passed that I've gotten not a nary a snow day, maybe a two hour delay, or you know five, but not yeah, an several years ago we had zero until the middle of March, and they gave yeah. us one, and then they gave us another one, and I think that one was out of pity. It was a pity one. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean the thing is that for 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 me, them closing the office, it's not like you know you turn on the TV and. It's like, Boom! Ha ha ha! Sure. Our right. remember, yeah. remember when we had to watch the news or listen, or to, listen the to the radio? radio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You had to wait until, and you know, ours uh, was, you know, Fredericksburg City, so it was like Fredericksburg Daycare, Fredericksburg Christian, and mm-hmm. you know, like, you motherfuckers! So. <laughs> but yeah, but for us, closing the office, it's like a bunch of phone calls back and forth, and yeah. like blah, 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 blah. Well, what does he say? I mean, what does the boss think? Blah, blah, blah. And then. God, fuck that noise. Just let's all go sledding. And then the then the office manager who has a four wheel drive will get up, will get as far as she can and goes, No, it's not happening and Oh god. So it's like a so it's it's not like the one moment of pure joy. It's it's like a, it's like an hour and a half of like being on pins and needles wondering if hmm. I'm gonna have to go to work. That's annoying. The guy, yeah, like who wants to go to work? Nobody. Come on. Not no, even, even if I even like my job. Yeah. <laughs> But the guy who makes the phone call to announce the snow days is a minor celebrity in my county because all the kids, he was at the dedication when our school opened and all the kids just went ape shit when he came on stage. And I had no idea who he was. I have no I doubt. Because I was new yeah. to the county and... Right. Hmm. Yep. Love all right. that voice on Well, phone. we love snow days. We love soda. We hate Mitch McConnell. It's uh, that's been the roundup. I'm giving Mitch McConnell zero stars. Would not buy again. No, God no. Zero out of fifty thousand stars. Well, thanks for joining us on this ragtag team of whatever, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>